This is Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. The views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of this station. Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO on VOCM. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Your Money with Nancy Snedden. I am Nancy Snedden. Thanks so much for tuning in today. On today's show, there are further signs that financial stress among Canadians is mounting. And the latest interest rate increase is definitely going to add to that financial strain. So if you're among those struggling to keep up, then we have some advice for you today. Joining me for the discussion is Al Ento. He's the Executive Director of Credit Counseling Services of Newfoundland and Labrador. And Rebecca Oakes, Vice President of Advanced Analytics at Equifax Canada. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for having us. Well, guys, you know, we know that many Canadians are struggling, as we said, and, and it's really an uncertain time for many as we don't know when this inflation that we're experiencing is going to start to, to drop off and people will get some relief at the gas pumps and at the grocery store and all the things that are having an impact on their budget right now. But surveys show that consumers are turning to debt to make ends meet among this rising inflation. And what's concerning about this is that interest rates are also on the rise. So it means the cost of borrowing and servicing this debt is also increasing. You know, for people who are using credit cards to supplement their income, the interest rate is already significantly high and, and is not going to be impacted by the, the interest rate increase. But many people are turning to things like home equity lines of credit and, and other lines of credit, which, of course, are now going to be more expensive with the rise in interest rates. We know that just this past Wednesday, we saw interest rates increase for the fifth time this year, up 75 basis points. And despite warnings regarding rising rates, consumers really are continuing to borrow. At least that's the finding of Equifax Canada's most recent market polls, Consumer Credit Trends and Insights Report. So let's talk more about the report because it really does paint a picture of the financial stress that so many are experiencing right now. So total consumer debt has climbed to $2.32 trillion an increase of 8.2% in Q2 of 2022 compared to last year. Increases in new lending and higher spending linked to inflation have pushed non-mortgage debt to $591.4 billion. That's up 5.2% from Q2 of last year. An average non-mortgage debt per consumer is now $21,128, an increase of 2.4% compared to Q2 of 2021. And here in Newfoundland, non-mortgage debt per consumer is slightly higher at $22,909. So among the reasons for the rise in consumer debt is credit card usage, as we said. And the Equifax survey shows consumers are still turning to credit to make ends meet. So over the last quarter, balances rose to the highest level since Q4 of 2019, increasing by 6.4% compared to Q1 figures. We're also seeing an increase in consumers applying for a credit card. So new credit card volume increased quarter over quarter, 16.2%. That's really significant. And the limits being offered on these new cards are much higher than we've seen in previous periods. So the average credit limit on new cards is over $5,800. That's the highest it's been in the last seven years. And the average monthly credit card spend per card holding consumer was almost $2,300. $70. 
$3 in Q2, up 22% or $427 compared to Q2 of 2021. So concerning is that the market pulls consumer credit trends uh, and insights reports show the biggest shift in consumer credit card balance has been among those with lower credit scores. So balances for consumer segments with credit score lower than 620 rose 7.4% compared to Q1 of this year and 16.2% increase from Q2 of last year. So this is particularly concerning because these consumers may have a higher risk of missing payments. And the Equifax survey does show we are seeing an increase in delinquency rates as well and that that trend is continuing. So this is the third quarter where an increase was reported in delinquency. So Rebecca, lots of red flags within this survey. How concerning are these statistics considering the current current economic climate? It absolutely is a concern and we are definitely viewing it as an early warning sign that some of those consumers might be starting to experience both challenges in managing that rising cost of living, as you mentioned earlier, so things like your groceries, and maybe they are turning to credit to help them through this period. Uh, and what we're also seeing is that some groups are already experiencing financial stress. So we're seeing things like insolvency levels starting to rise, as are the number of missed payments on, on some credit commitments. No, absolutely. We've seen a trend now, uh, just about in every province in Canada, actually, where insolvency is rising month uh, to month and, and year over year. So, Al, how concerning is it for you that many are turning to credit cards to make ends meet? You know, we know that this is among the highest interest debt that you can carry, really. Well, you know, the, the, the entire business, the entire practice of depending on a credit card is, uh, I guess, poorly contrived advice in any event, but it's particularly so in times like these when you don't know what the future is going to look like at all. And things are so volatile and so liquid that, you know, we don't know what situation is going to be by Christmas. Uh, we started to observe this, I will say to you, early in the pandemic. That might be a bit of a stretch, but I don't think it is. But we started to notice that people were using their credit cards to pay for what we call basic purchases, groceries, gas, on a regular basis. And, and you know, we, we say to people all the time, if you normally use your credit card to pay for your groceries and you pay out that credit card at the end of the month, you shouldn't misjudge yourself. That's, that's perfectly fine. If you can start the next month with a zero balance in your credit card, that's perfectly fine. Uh, however, it's it's when you are starting the next month with only 35 or 40% of your credit card paid off or, or you made the minimum payment on your credit card and you are depending on that credit card again this month to get you through with your basics such as groceries and gas and shoes for the kids and so on and so forth. Um, the pandemic was certainly a game changer in how people viewed their finances and certainly had a significant impact on uh, the level of comfort that people had with consumer debt. There's no question about that. And now that interest rates have started to creep up, and now that we have a dirty word called inflation, which is something we haven't experienced in 40 years, uh, there's a lot of panic out there. There is. And, you know, we say that people are turning to, to credit in these times. And 
for many, it's necessary, right? Because they can't afford uh, the same groceries that they were affording uh, this time last year, right? So, and they don't have another source of income, or maybe they've had a reduction in in their income because of uh, the continued impact of the pandemic. But whatever the reason, we know that people are turning to debt. So, Rebecca, what do listeners need to understand about credit card debt and how, if it's not managed properly, it really can have a negative impact on your financial well-being? The lenders look at a multiple. They look at multiple things about your financial position when deciding whether to extend new credit to you or not. So, your historic payment behaviour and how you're using credit is a key thing that they will look at, along with your debt to income ratio. Um, so, it's really important from that side of things in terms of as lenders maybe looking to give you more credit, they're going to be evaluating how you've used it in the past. Now, it can also impact your credit score, um, and that again is a, is a key component that lenders tend to use. Now, there are different scores that are out there so there's not just one size fits all uh, lenders might use uh, varying scores but the foundations of most of those are really built with a lot of importance placed on how you've used credit previously so if you miss payments grow your balances too fast that can start to maybe reduce your credit scores a little bit and it's also really easy for credit usage to get out of control if you aren't careful so there are some new products in the marketplace that are really great for consumers to use so things like buy now pay later products but if they are aren't used responsibly, they can ultimately lead to difficulties for individuals. So um, it's really about being aware of your own financial situation and managing your spending and credit usage accordingly. You know, budgeting properly is vastly underrated and unfortunately underused. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, underrated and underused 100%. But I think in these uncertain times and times where we're seeing a, a constant rise in the cost of living and in the cost of credit uh, for those using uh, variable uh, rate interest products, I mean, it's more important than ever, right? And not more important than not only more important than ever to budget, but more important than ever to keep revisiting your budget, right? Month after month, make sure that uh, you're still sticking in that budget and you're not supplementing your income with uh, with credit. Well, we know that, the that, level of debt can it, sorry, go ahead, Al. That's key. You know, you just called, you just called the best resolution to this problem is, is to make sure you understand the parameter of your income, make sure you have a budget. Uh, in the month of August, uh, we decided to ask clients coming in our door for the first time uh, and who were presenting themselves as concerned about their debt level. We asked how many of them had uh, had budgets. We asked that question of 17 clients. 16 reported that they didn't have a budget and that they'd never had a budget and that they didn't know how a budget would work. Yeah, so it's, it's, we're, op- we're operating without the most effective tool to deal with this. 100% and knowledge is power. We say that all the time, right? So you can control your finances better when you know how your finances are looking. And you don't know how your finances are looking unless you're looking at that budget and seeing what money you have coming in and, and money going out. And we know the level of debt Canadians are taking on is not the only thing on the rise. So as you heard, so are interest rates. So this week at the Bank of Canada raised its king lending rate yet again. And we're going to talk about that and what it means for you when your money returns. Please stay with us. Take a break. Join us weekdays from 1230 to 1 p.m. as we discuss anything and everything that's happening now. It's all on the table during your VOCM lunch break. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money. I'm your host, Nancy Sneddon, licensed insolvency trustee 
trustee with BDO Canada here in Newfoundland and Labrador. I'm joined today by Al Angel. He's the Executive Director of Credit Counseling Services in Newfoundland and Labrador, and Rebecca Oakes, Vice President of Advanced Analytics at Equifax Canada. So our focus today is the ongoing financial stress that Canadians are feeling, and of course, including those here in Newfoundland and Labrador. And surveys show that many are living with tight household budgets, and this is not new. We've been talking about that for years, that, you know, 54% of Canadians are living paycheck to paycheck and are $200 away from not being able to meet their monthly commitments. And those budgets are likely even tighter now with the interest rate increase announced this past week. The Bank of Canada raised its overnight rate by 75 basis points, moving its policy rate to 3.25% from 2.5%. Since March, the bank has increased its policy rate by 300 basis points, the fastest pace since the mid-1990s, in an attempt to bring inflation back to its mandated 2% target. And with inflation currently sitting at 7.6%, there's still a ways to go. So we know this is not the end of the rate hikes this year. We're expecting another one in October. Uh, The Bank of Canada Governor Tiff Macklin has been warning about it for months now. And when interest rates increase, so does the cost of borrowing and servicing debt. With the level of consumer debt on the rise, this could prove costly for many Canadians. So let's talk about that. Rebecca, who is going to be impacted the most by the rise in interest rates? Interest rate rises can impact multiple things, but really it's those variable rate products. They're the ones where we see the most immediate change as they start to rise. So as you mentioned earlier, things like credit cards, they may not actually be that heavily impacted because the rates are already really high, but products like lines of credit, home equity lines of credit, and even mortgages, if they are variable rates, uh, those rise in interest rates can start to impact uh, them in particular. And what we did see last year was that on new mortgages, there was a much higher percentage of consumers choosing a variable rate mortgage over a fixed rate. So that definitely could impact those. Um, Having said that, it's not just those variable rate products. It does ultimately start to impact other things as well. So say you're buying a new home, the increase in those base rate means that the fixed rate that a lender might charge you on a mortgage is also rising as well. So there are kind of multiple ways in which this can start to impact consumers. No, absolutely. And, you know, People don't often think about that, and it's more important than ever, I think, for those who are in the market for a new home, whether it's your first home or, you know, you're you're buying and selling in, in the same market. Um, you get approved for a certain amount, and then you're stress tested. And we know that many people who bought homes over the last number of years were stress tested at an interest rate that is actually less than the current interest rate. So, you know, it's not a guarantee, and it's so important not to buy at the top end of your budget so that you can make sure that you're you're ready for any changes that come, right? And you're not going to end up with an unaffordable mortgage or being house poor because the the mortgage um, monthly payment has increased so much. So uh, what do listeners need to know about the impact to interest rate hikes when it comes to servicing their debt? Well, you know, 0.75 basis points in the simplest terms possible is three quarters of a, of a, of a percentage point in interest. Uh, so, you know, every dollar, every $10 you borrowed uh, is going to cost you, you know, 17.5 cents extra in, in servicing. Um, the rubber hits the road, though, for people in a much more concise way than that because we, we don't think that way. We had a client about three weeks ago 
uh, who uh, she's a single single mother uh, who's done a reasonably good job of managing her finances to now, and she had a mortgage payment of fourteen hundred and five dollars, I believe. Uh, mortgage came due for renewal. Uh, was a victim of the increased interest rates. Her mortgage payment went from fourteen hundred and five dollars to, I believe, eighteen hundred and ninety three dollars. That is very significant. That's very, very significant, and for, for her, really for people, for people in her circumstance, uh, you know, that individual is a provincial government employee who hasn't had raises in forever, and who is uh, trying to educate three children. Uh, you know, and it's it it's, it was devastating for her, devastating for her, to the point where she's probably going to have to sell her house. So this this can yeah. bring about some real changes in people's lives. No, there's no question, right? There's no question. And when you think about that, right, we talked earlier in the show how many people were $200 away from not being able to pay their bills. Yep. Well, when you consider mm-hmm. that your mortgage has now gone up over $400 a month, yep. you know, what What does that do to your, your monthly budget, right? It, it's, there's no question that it's really significant. So, well, when you think about that, what advice do you have for listeners about the risk of taking on additional debt at this time? Oh, you know, do not borrow five cents. If you can get by without, you know, refinancing your vehicle or carrying out those home renovations, you know, if you can possibly not do it now, don't do it now. Uh, you know, we, we, whether we like it or whether we don't, the economy we live in is a credit-based economy. Everybody lives and dies by the piece of plastic fantastic in their pocket. However, do not take on additional debt beyond what you already have. It's critical that you not become further indebted at this point because interest rates are not finished. They're not finished. You know, if we get another two or three increases this year, it's entirely possible that interest rates could be a point and a half higher than they are now by the end of the year. So I think we we need to be super duper cautious, super duper careful and super duper conservative in how we consume goods and services over the next while. No, I agree. And I think, too, for people, um, when you are in a point where you are struggling, sometimes it's easy to take on that additional debt or to make that decision because you're going, oh, that would really help me right now. So if I think about people who have always, you know, been really good payers on their credit card, right? So they're making their payments every single month. They're not really seeing much of a reduction on their balance because they're making the minimum payment. But from the lender's perspective, they're a good customer because they've not missed payments. They're always making their payments. They're Mm -hmm. at or close to um, their limit and they get the message from the lender that says, you know, we see that you're you're close to your limit. We can increase your credit card limit by $2,500 or $5,000. And for someone who's struggling, that seems like a godsend. But when you think about it, well, if, if it's a godsend because you think you need that credit, well, now you're adding to your debt load that amount of money at that 20% interest rate, right? Mm-hmm. And it means the minimum payment that you're potentially already struggling to make is now going to be even higher and you're still not going to get a reduction in that debt level. So there's so much to consider. And although it can seem like a godsend and something like, oh, thank goodness I can I can access this to help me, um, there's probably 
other ways that you can seek out help rather than increasing that debt load right now, especially as the cost of debt, as we said, is continuing to rise. So, Rebecca, what, what advice do you have for listeners on the pitfalls of taking on more debt right now? I, I mean, I think I kind of echo a little bit what Al said around, um, you know, just re- re- look at reducing your spending on credit. I mean, the reality is, though, it's not always like that for consumers. You know, if you if your car suddenly breaks down, if you have your washing machine breaks down and you need to do something immediately, it's very easy to say don't add to your credit. But actually, sometimes circumstances may mean you have no other option, particularly if you are at what we call the margins right now. So where your your income and debt ratios are you know, really um not where they should be. So I think there is the one side, which is to think about other ways or different options for taking credit, which makes it the most affordable for you. I think that's one way of looking at your payments and things like that. But definitely, you know, as we look to the future, you know, interest rates may stay high and that's going to start impacting even more consumers. You know, if you're on a fixed rate mortgage right now, it may not impact you immediately. But as that mortgage starts to come up for renewal, you could find yourself suddenly seeing in six months time a big jump in your payment. So looking at your finances right now and proactively starting to think about what do you do if those rates are still high in six months, if something was to happen where you need to take on some additional credit, how are you going to manage through that? You know, it's much easier to proactively um, think about what you would do than reacting to being in a situation after it's happened. So that would be my, my advice in terms of those increasing debt levels right now. Yeah, I think that's some great advice, right? So look at if your mortgage is going to be coming up for renewal, even over the next 12 months, look at the current interest rates and and try to figure out how much you're going to see an increase. So you can plan that and already start building that into uh, your budget so it doesn't become such a shock uh, when it happens. I think that's some great advice. So when you're struggling to make ends meet and reaching out for credit card or tapping into your line of credit may seem like a simple solution, as we said, and in some cases a godsend. But... As you've been hearing, it really can prove costly. So it's important to know that there are other ways you can lessen the financial strain that you're experiencing. And we're going to talk about that when your money comes back. Please stay with us. Saturday morning, join us for the Irish Newfoundland Show. Send your request to irishnl at vocm.com or submit them online at vocm.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Sneddon, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada here in Newfoundland and Labrador. My guests today are Al Antel. He's the Executive Director of Credit Counseling Services in Newfoundland and Labrador, and Rebecca Oakes, Vice President of Advanced Analytics at Equifax Canada. So we're talking about the mounting financial stress that so many Canadians are experiencing right now. Rising interest rates, high inflation, they're all taking their toll on household budgets. And as we discussed earlier, Equifax Canada's most recent Market Pulse Consumer Credit Trends and Insights report shows many who are struggling to keep up are turning to credit and debt to make ends meet. So this really is concerning because we know interest rates are on the rise, as we said, and so the additional debt that you take on will now cost you more to service in the future. And this will mean even more financial stress. So I want to focus now on some advice for our listeners. Al, what advice do you have for them? What can they be doing to lessen the financial strain that they're feeling right now? Well, we encourage people, we always encourage people to literally get down in the weeds, and that that's a pretty... Um, generic response i know but you know we're suggesting to people that you to the best of your ability change your habits as a consumer i.e um shop on a regular basis for groceries don't don't be a runner to the supermarket on your way home from work 
pick a grocery day, go shop once. Uh, we're suggesting to people that they go back to cooking and that they re- that they re- uh, rely less on convenience. Uh, we're suggesting that the, the notion of a Sunday drive, while a lovely thing to do, that that suddenly, suddenly gets put on hold until the cost of gas goes down. We're suggesting to people that they may want to look at buying used. Uh, you know, uh, taking your local uh, your local thrift store and see what they can offer you in terms of clothing, uh, that sort of thing. What you'll discover, by the way, when you go to these places is that there's a whole lot of people there that look just like you. You may run into people you know, people you work with, people from your church, people from your street. Uh, we're suggesting to people as well that uh, it's critical that you keep an eye on your bank, that you visit your bank, and I don't mean this literally. You do so online on a regular basis to ensure that you know exactly uh, what your cash flow situation looks like and that you take every step possible to not overspend at all. Uh, the other uh, horror story that's on the horizon is Christmas. Christmas is not that far off. And, you know, people who get in financial difficulty often, you know, cross the Rubicon in terms of being in debt around Christmas time. Well, you know, we have we have inflation, we have high interest rates, we have the pandemic, and now we have the highest consuming season in the calendar year facing us. So, you know, be as cautious as you can be. Uh, be as conservative as you can be. Uh, we don't advocate slashing and burning. We're not suggesting that anybody should cancel Christmas, for example, uh, any more than you should cancel putting oil in your oil tank. But, you know, uh, try, and, try and create some bite-sized morsels. For example, when you go to the supermarket this week, can you spend 3% less than you typically would? 3%, that's all we're asking. And then let's see what we can do next week. Uh, think here, think now, and think getting to the next payday. Yeah, and I think, Al, you're right. Like shopping once a week rather than going, because, you know, invariably it's hard, right? You go in for one thing, you come out with five things. So if you're going yeah. on a re- more than a once a week or once every two weeks um, basis, then you're likely consuming more and spending more than you would if you went to the supermarket less. I think, you know, we've had um, Felicia Newell on several times. She's a nutritionist and she's talked about the importance of meal planning, right? And Alicia has um, four or five kids. (laughs) And so she's been meal planning and budgeting and and looking at food costs, um, you know, for a very long time. And she she sees the benefit in it, right? So going through the flyers and seeing what's on sale at the supermarket this week, planning your meals around that. That will help you get to that 3% decrease, right, in, in your grocery bill that you're talking about, Al. And, and Rebecca, what are some of the warning signs that listeners should be aware of that their debt may be coming unmanageable? Looking at things like how much you're paying off your debt. So, so obviously, credit has interest that goes on to it on a monthly basis. The more you pay off, the less interest you're ultimately going to play are going to pay over time. So I think if you're looking at how much you were able to pay down on that credit, if that is reducing or your balances are increasing significantly, that really is an early warning sign that maybe things are getting a little bit um, out of hand. Um, And there are things you can do. So, you know, if you are looking at the credit that you have, the debt that you have, what products they're on, potentially you can do things like move some of that debt around and maybe um, move it to a product 
with a lower interest rate so that the payments you are making are more effective and you're paying off more of that principal balance and the underlying debt faster. You know, that's all ways to kind of help you reduce that debt quicker. But totally, I absolutely echo what Al was saying there. I think a lot of this comes down to changing your behaviours. You know, I think consumers do tend to live within your means, whatever those means are. So if you can shift your behaviours just a little bit, it actually can have a really beneficial long-term impact on your financial stability. Absolutely. And, you know, we talked about the importance of budgeting earlier. Alan, there's things that you can be looking at in your budget. So not just looking at what's coming in, like you said earlier, right? Getting down into the weeds and seeing where can I be saving money here? So are there subscription services that you can reduce or eliminate? Or, you know, should you be looking at maybe reducing or canceling a cable service and just using a subscription service um, for, for your sort of television requirements, right? There's things that you could be looking. There's great coupon apps right now that you can use that will highlight uh, different savings at the grocery store and some of these you can use when you get home and by scanning your receipt so it's not even like you're in the line uh, you know clipping coupons and passing coupons and, and all that kind of stuff so there's things that you can be doing what other advice do you have for people around reviewing and, and being able to look for things within their budget well the thing that we, we I'm, going to, I'm going to base my response based on what clients say to us and what we become most distressed about for clients is when people are surprised. When people say, you know, I didn't realize how much money I put on my credit card this month. So we're advocating and have been advocating for a while now that every single month, the treasurer in the household, and there needs to be a treasurer in every household, looks to see how much do we owe on September 30th, 2000. 22 compared to what we owed on August 31st, 2022. And given the times, at the very least, you should be struggling, striving to not owe more, and hopefully you owe less. You know, you, you, you add up all your indebtedness, and hopefully it's less at the end of September than it was at the end of August, and it will be less at the end of October than it was at the end of September. That, that's point number one. Uh, point number two, uh, in terms of consuming, we try and indicate to people that, you know, a budget is respectful of seven main categories of expenditure, housing, clothing, food, transportation, and mobility, health and personal care, uh, the vices of your life, your alcohol and tobacco, and your relationship expenses. So make sure you're spending some money in all seven categories. You know, we would never advocate that people forget the fact that we are human beings with, in many circumstances, fragile mental health conditions. And if suddenly we find ourselves preoccupied with our finances to an unhealthy degree, uh, that can, can, can be a trigger to, to, to cause a complete breakdown. Uh, we also need to understand that uh, we're social animals. You know, the notion that we would uh, simply withdraw from the world can have a significant impact on our mental health as well. Unfortunately, we need, to, we need money to mix. It's highly unlikely that you're going to be invited over to somebody's house for dinner if you never reciprocate. So we, we try and suggest to people that while you need to trim your expenses and cut your costs and bring your overall operating costs down, you should never adopt a slash and burn mindset. 
you should never eliminate any expense whatsoever. And you know, when we, we credit counseling, of course, advocates with clients or for clients a great deal with their with their with their financial institutions. And when we present a budget to a bank for a customer, a client on whom we're looking for some rates interest rate concessions, it wouldn't be unusual for the bank to come back to us and say, But hang on here now, Al, you're you know, you've got uh, you've got money in here for alcohol, tobacco, entertainment, recreation, all these things. Uh, we're suggesting that the, all of these things can be cut, trimmed, cut back. But you know, we don't know anybody who quit smoking to save the money and actually succeed it. We know many, many, many people who quit smoking for their health. So it's, you know, it's important to recognize that slash and burn doesn't work in the process of trying to deal with, with how to get through this as well. No, absolutely. It's important to be mindful and thoughtful, right, in how you're planning these things. And I couldn't agree with you more, right? I mean, socializing in some cases can be expensive, but it doesn't have to be. And it's important no. that you're still maintaining that social network. You're still, uh, to your point, being human, right, and, and interacting and enjoying um, life and not sat back worried about every penny and, and stressing. If that's the case, then... It is time that you do reach out and get some help and and talk to a professional about what you may be able to do. So we're going to talk more. Come back. Please stay with us. Nutrition, exercise, keeping the cold at bay. Whatever keeps you feeling great, the Wellness and Healthy Lifestyle Show on your VOCM. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money with BDO. I'm your host, Nancy Snedden, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada here in Newfoundland and Labrador. My guests today are Al Antle. He's the Executive Director of Credit Counseling Services in Newfoundland and Labrador, and Rebecca Oakes, Vice President of Advanced Analytics at Equifax Canada. So we've been talking about the increased financial stress that so many Canadians are experiencing right now. You know, we've been talking uh, for months now on the show about inflation and, and interest rates, and of course, we did just see another interest rate over the last week. We're likely going to see another one in October. So many are finding it really hard to make ends meet right now, and as the recent Equifax Canada survey shows many are taking on additional debt to get by. We discussed off the top of the show that consumer debt is on the rise, including non-mortgage debt. More people are applying for credit. Credit card usage is on the rise with consumers carrying higher balances, but delinquency rates are also increasing, as are the number of insolvency filings. So all these are signs that Canadians are reaching their financial tipping point. And this, of course, is adding to the level of financial stress that so many consumers are experiencing right now. So, Al, for listeners out there who can relate to this, when should they be seeking the support of a debt professional and what are the benefits of doing so? You know, my response to that question in in many instances depends on the day it's asked. And uh, that's not fair to consumers. I want to acknowledge that. Uh, However, I I believe, in terms of what what we believe, uh, we believe that the time to reach out is the first, the very, very first time you say to yourself, oh my, that may be 30 days into your first EI claim. That may be, you know, 15 days after the end of your relationship. That may be 45 days after the birth of your child. It may be two months after the death of your spouse. The very first time you say to yourself, oh my, that's the time you need to reach out and find a professional who can help you, uh, A, assess your situation, and B, make a choice that's most effective 
for you uh, and, and, and to move, help you move forward uh, with the choices you're making. Yeah, I, I actually really love that because it is different for everyone. But what I do know is that many people do put it off, right? They're, yeah. They think, well, things will turn around or, you know, I'll be able to make this work or. Or, or, um, or, or they believe they believe the finance institution will go away. Yeah. They believe yeah, the they, finance institution will go away, that somebody at the bank will figure out that, you well, I can't afford to pay. They'll just stop calling me. Well, I hate to say it, but they won't. No. And many people also still feel a stigma around reaching out for help to deal with their debt. And, you know, but more and more people are talking about it. Like, I will say that we've always had, um, you know, many people contact us because they've been referred by a friend or family member that's dealt with us and has had a good experience, but never more than we're seeing today, which to me is really positive because it tells me that people are being more open about their finances and talking to their friends and family and looking for that support and finding out, you know, how they've uh, dealt with things in the past. So that to me is uh, really positive and there's no need to be embarrassed, right? There's certainly no judgment and everyone who walks through your door, Al, or walks through my door will not feel judgment for sure, right? It's um, support for the solution that's going to get, get yeah. them on the right track. And not, everybody, and not everybody who walks through your door is bankrupt. Not everybody who walks through my door needs the benefit of the debt management program. That's the whole point of reaching out to get that professional, unbiased, non-judgmental help. Somebody, a fresh set of eyes, with a different perspective on how to approach a financial crisis may come up with an entirely different perspective outcome for a consumer than, than the consumer thought. Postponing a circumstance never helps. No, absolutely. And you're right. I mean, there's many times where um, people will come into my door and I send them to your door or, you know, send them back to their bank to look at refinance or whatever the case is. The idea is that you're sitting down with a a professional who is qualified to give you the right advice. Uh, You know, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about... um, the sort of 1-800 debt providers that are out in the marketplace right now where they're collecting information that Al would collect or I would collect, um, and then they're passing that information on to a trustee uh, like myself, but they're charging you a significant fee to do so. Uh, The consultation with me, the consultation with Al is free. So you're going to provide the same information. Thank you for saying that. That needs to be said. The number of people who believe that they need need a Moses and Aaron situation to get help with their debt is is absolutely incredible. Thank you for, for pointing that out, that there are practitioners out there who are brokers and who charge clients just, you know, for the service that's available in the community for free. Yeah, it's so important to get the message out. We're seeing, mm-hmm. you know, more and more of these companies popping up throughout uh, the pandemic. And, you know, there are some of them that will provide um, a service, maybe an aftercare uh, service with credit rebuilding. But again, that's something that Al is going to provide for free. So, right. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's important to do your homework around these things. And many people, I think, call because it, they think, well, I don't want to do a debt management program or I don't want to fall in insolvency. But these companies can't um, provide anything other than referring you to one of those services. So you're really paying for something that you'll, you could be getting for free to your point, Dal, in your local community. So mm-hmm. um, reaching out to someone 
that's reputable, like a licensed insolvency trustee or a certified credit counselor like credit counseling in Solana Labrador, um, that's that's really where you want to reach out to to get the, the help that you're looking for. Non-judgmental, non-judgmental, non-emotional, non-emotional. You know, it, when, it's, when it's my life, it gets to be really tough to decide what to do. You know, if you're having a problem in your marriage, it's really tough to try and figure it out on your own. If you're having a problem raising your child, it gets to be really tough figuring it out on your own. But when you reach out to somebody else who is unemotional in the, in the discussion, the water and the beans changes, uh, not always overnight, but it certainly changes. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, sometimes, Rebecca, people are worried about the impact of talking to a professional, what that's going to do um, to their credit or their ability to, you know, get credit in the future. So can you talk a little bit about this for listeners, explain to them, um, you know, how reaching out to a professional would impact their, their credit score, but that it is possible to rebuild that credit score and get credit in the future? A couple of things I'd say here. Um, firstly, in relation to credit scores, the severity of your financial stress matters. So missing no payments is obviously the best. That's going to help your credit score the most. But missing one payment and getting help is much better than missing five or six payments. And your likelihood of missing more payments is going to increase if you need help and you actively don't go out and seek it either from your lender or from one of those alternative debt professionals. So um, on the credit score side of things, you know, again, getting help is only going to make things better because otherwise you will end up in a, in a worse situation overall. Um, I think secondly, and we kind of touched a little bit on this, you know, consumers can feel really embarrassed about the situation they're in. Um, and it can feel like a real mountain to climb to kind of go out and get that help. Um, so I think all I would kind of say is it's, it's really important to realize that there are lots and lots of people in the same situation. And getting that help sooner rather than later can also mean you have more options available to you. Um, so things like your lender, you know, once you've missed six months of payments, you're in a very different process internally with your lender than if you're just missing one or two and you're speaking to them and saying, look, I'm in financial difficulty right now. I don't know how I'm going to work through this. They have more options available and you're on a completely different path for them and speaking to different people than if you were already at the end of the line in terms of, you know, going to a default stage um, of your credit. So getting that help sooner, it's, it's really important for multiple things. So definitely. Definitely, definitely encourage that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, I, I hear it all, all the time, and I've said it several times on the show that, you know, people say to me, I wish I had reached out to you a year ago or two years ago or 18 mm -hmm. months ago because they've been struggling for so long and just didn't make the call, didn't realize how easy the conversation would be, how much better they would feel, and, and how easy it is to, to find uh, that solution that's going to work for them. So we've got some time now for some final thoughts. So I'll start with you, Al. If you could leave our listeners with the final thought today, what would it be? Today is the day. You know, don't put it off. Don't postpone it. Don't wait. Um, this is, this will end. However, we don't know when. And there's little point to be made or to be enjoyed by waiting for it to end and hope that it's sooner rather than later. If you're feeling financial stress or financial pressure, uh, reach out, get some help now. Uh, at the very least, talk to your creditors, at the very least, although you may want to reach out for some other kind of help before you do that. Don't put it off. It, tomorrow is too late. If you're feeling pressure today, today is the day you need to deal with it. 
I couldn't agree more. Well, listen, thanks so much for joining me today. And if people did want to reach out to get some help, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, the best way is to simply call our office, 709-753-5812, or on the web, www.ccsnl.ca. Great. Again, thanks so much for joining me today. Pleasure. And Rebecca, if you could leave our listeners with a final thought today, what would it be? Uh, I think, you know, I kind of echo, Al, today is a day, you know, I think be really aware of your own financial situation. Look at the credit you have. Look at what you're spending. Look at kind of your, your, your income and just take a step towards improving things. You know, it doesn't have to be a big leap. It can just be a small step right now. Um, you know, and there is a lot of information out there. There's lots of advice out there. Um, you are not alone in this would be would be the key thing I would just say people to remember. There are lots and lots of people in the same situation right now. It is a challenging time um, for the country and indeed globally. So get that help because it will make a difference. No, absolutely. Relieving financial stress and pressure that can lead to other problems like problems with your own health, problems with your relationship, problems with your performance at work. Like there's so many things that are trickle down from financial stress. So just having a conversation uh, to get help with your monthly budget. Right. So calling Al or calling me doesn't mean that you're you're going to be put on a debt retirement program or, or file a consumer proposal or a bankruptcy it can simply be. Can you help me through how to work through my budget because I haven't done it before and I'm not sure what the best approach is, right? So just getting help with that to see a path forward can help relieve some of the, the financial stress and pressure. So, so, so important. And Rebecca, if people wanted more information about Equifax, the services you provide, wanted to read more about the, the recent survey, what's the best way for them to do that? You can visit our website, which is equifax.ca. There is an education section on there as well, so that has lots of really good information about how credit scores work, about how lenders look at you um, when they're they're kind of um, adjudicating you for additional credit. And there's also links there where you can get access to your credit file and your credit score free of charge. So, you know, that's also a really prudent thing to do, just monitoring what your credit file looks like. It can help identify if someone's using your, your details fraudulently. So, you know, go on our website, xfax.ca, lots of information and lots of access to really, really good um, uh, advice and also your credit file and your credit score. Great. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. And so for listeners out there who may want to connect for more advice, then certainly reach out to me as well. You can reach me at yourmoneyatbdo.ca or give me a call at 800-563-8337. Until next week, I'm Nancy Sneddon. Stay safe and be well, everyone. If you have a question or comment, send an email to yourmoneyatbdo.ca. This has been Your Money with Nancy Sneddon of BDO, Licensed Insolvency Trustees on your VOCM.